With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. to Real Buck Stock Podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez, as always, and we are back on a Friday, and it's finally the weekend. Mark, how are we doing tonight? Again, it's exciting for a weekend. Work tomorrow, but still, it's the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valentine's Day for all you people with significant others. Congrats, you made it. Hopefully, it, it was a good one. Uh, we stayed home. We went the cheap route, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. Uh, how was your Valentine's Day? I stayed home. I'm single, so mm. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and chocolates by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, yep. teach their own. <laughs> to teach his own, right? No, I was just I, I just watched more sports. I was watching the Lightning and uh, Magic Games last night, and they kicked some ass, so that was good to see. That is very true. Yeah. That damn Tampa sports or, or sports teams we're watching mm-hmm. are doing much better. Let's hope the Bucks can do the same thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, and we had some Bucks news, a lot of Bucks news this week, yeah. and that's what we want to touch on. Um, you know, obviously the information from our last podcast that we got from Jess was great. Um, probably get into that as you know, probably in the next couple of episodes, you know, break it down. But yeah, but, but before you go into that, yeah, people who haven't heard the last episode, I think it was episode forty-four. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. it's a guy that covers the Cardinals, Jess from Rise Up, Sea Red, Sea Red, mm-hmm. and literally, okay, you get a we want to interview other people who know more than we know pretty much. So we can get a better picture of what to expect coming from Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. Todd Bowles and this new look Buccaneer team. Yeah. We have all the offensive pieces, but what are they going to bring? And he just puts it out there flat out and it gives us a better view of what is going to happen. So if y'all are wondering, still don't know, go check that out. It's a guy that's actually covered these guys for years and know what to expect. 
But on that note, I'll stop interrupting. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, you're good. Um, yeah, it's an excellent episode, and thank you guys for the ratings and reviews. Be sure to keep that up on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, let's get into the news. A lot of stuff. Um, Jameis Winston news. We had um, you know, some Matt Bryant news. I know it looks like he is mutual interest between uh, him and the Bucks. So I would expect him to be one of the first couple of signings. Um, we had the news of Vinnie Curry uh, getting released. Uh, I'm trying to think what else there was some there's a lot of back and forth it looks like you know just free agency talk and draft talk is picking up of what people want and what they're looking for Devin White's hype is is going up through the roof especially the last couple of days it looks like you know he's on board for or fans are on board for him being the pick so um, but let's take it one at a time let's go through the Vinnie Curry news first um, let's talk a little bit about that but I think that was something that was expected oh, I'm sorry for one more interruption oh you're good Thank you, like you were saying, the comments and likes and all that. Yeah. Thank you from Kay from FLA for the comment on the podcast on iTunes very much. Thank you for liking the show. Glad you like it. We're going to keep bringing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just fun for us, and obviously it's fun for y'all, and yeah. we're going to keep doing it because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No better way to describe it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you were talking about Vinnie Curry. Mm-hmm. We save $8 million. Right. So I believe you said we're at 16 million right now of cap space. 16 million cap space, and yeah, Vinnie Curry, I think, was just—I mean, it was expected. You know, the rise of Carl Nassib, I think, pretty much taking his spot, um, and we just couldn't afford to pay Vinnie Curry eight million dollars as as a backup, and uh, his production uh, just wasn't quite there what we were expecting. And then plus the um, him getting injured and missing, you know, three to four games, so. It was just a move that would needed to be done, and I expect we'll see a couple more of those kind of moves coming up here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and tying that to what Jess was saying in the last podcast, mm-hmm. Arians doesn't like guys that get, they get hurt and mm-hmm. nagging things. Yeah. Okay, well, there's Curry. Unrein, you think, is the next yeah, guy to go. Most likely. And who else gets hurt a lot, right? It's like now you're starting to tie in, okay, well, was what he's saying really, really right and really, really true, and like, mm-hmm. it's happening right now. So that's one way to look at it. And then even with the Devin White thing, Devin White situation, like Mm -hmm. he said linebackers was the biggest thing. Now everyone's hyping up Devin White in a linebacker, a linebacker that attacks. He's very aggressive. Right. But again, yeah, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. The Vinny Curry, yeah, Vinny Curry's gone. I think Unrein's next. D-Jax, he has to be unless they're looking for a trade. Mm -hmm. Like team player kind of guy. Like he's not – doing that right now yeah i think what they'll do is they'll probably you know djax and even gerald mccoy to say you know to put someone else out there i think they'll hold on to those guys until they actually absolutely need to release them like once they need space and they have to make something happen they'll get it out there um again they're going to try to hold on to those guys and see if they can move them via trade like mark said so i think it's just we'll see as we get closer especially during the combine you're going to see a lot of news and a lot of um discussions going on and that's where jason light got the information uh for jpp last year to make the trade uh for him so you'll see that i mean a lot of gms a lot of scouts all those guys will be together in one place so there'll be a lot of communication between agents and stuff um you might even see some contract extensions take place during that time so yeah i mean we'll see but i think those two guys are definitely ones to look out for um even cameron Brait, you know he could be a guy that could be on the move yeah and you get that many people, that many mm-hmm. front office people together, like, oh, let's spitball this. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you think of this? And all of a sudden, something turns from an idea to, yeah. holy crap, we could kind of do that, right? right? Right. And it's just, that's what happens. When you get that many people that are 
in control of a team together. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it takes is one guy to spring an idea and oh, there goes the fire. There with the smoke, there's fire kind of thing. Yeah, and the best thing about it is the Bucks do have options to create cap space. So I wouldn't really worry about the cap space right now. I mean, again, it's not going to be a problem as of now until they have to absolutely, you know, create some some money, uh, create some space, and they have options to do that. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, talking of free agency and space mm. and money, so the, one of the biggest free agents is Donovan Smith. So there was news on him, and he was on what Good Morning Football. Yeah, is that what it was. Yeah. Saying that he wants to come back, he loves what BA's doing and the aura, and he just loves the city, the teammates. He just wants to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ali Marpet's like his best friend. They have their radio show that's awesome. I mean, they're very good together. They joke around together. I think he wants to be next to Ali Marpet mm-hmm. his whole career. I wouldn't put it past him. And Marpet's probably pulling for him to stay. But again, it's that that number. How much it's going to be and. Mm-hmm. I believe the number was the average, what, for the first was, 19 tackles was like $8 million. Yeah, and he's probably going to get anywhere from 12 to $14 million. I mean, Which just scary. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. I mean, if they if they do a contract extension, it'll probably, you know, 11.5 to, you know, to 12 to anywhere to 14. It's going to be in that range somewhere um, that he'll possibly get. Uh, personally, I feel, you know, if they can't get anything where – it favors the Bucks as far as contract extension, where they can get it, you know, kind of front loaded, and then have a, a escape out. Then maybe you look at the uh, the franchise tag of one year, fourteen million, which is definitely a possibility. But you know, looking at it, I mean, he is he's the Bucks' best option as far as left tackle right now. I mean, you're not gonna, it's gonna be hard to find someone, uh, you know, valued wise as I mean, because they're gonna get a lot more on the open market. You know, if he gets the open market, he'll probably make anywhere from fifteen to seventeen million, and that's something you just don't want to, you don't want to pay that. I I don't know. I just I don't see that much. Yeah. I mean, but then again, what Jensen got was kind of insane. But you, the thing is, like, Marpet's our best lineman. Yeah. And he's getting eleven. Right. That's his base is nine. Is his what his bonus is one point nine. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be getting eleven million dollars. Yeah. Do you really pay Donovan Smith just because he's a left tackle, even though he's not? As good of a player as Marpet, yeah. I mean that's, that's four more million dollars. That's the thing that you know Light and his agent have to look at and see, you know, see what happens as far as you know that number, what they can get to. Uh, personally, you know, I I think he's a good player. I think a lot of it is uh, the coaching staff of the past really didn't get the best out of him. I think him being with George Warhop and this the rest of the unit, I think has des what I'm trying to say desperately has underachieved because <laughs> of him just him just not pushing them to that level that they need to be um, holding guys accountable. And I think with Harold Goodwin and Joe Gilbert, I think these guys will be better um, going forward. And that's something you hope that Donovan Smith will be um, in 2019. He'll, he'll elevate that play because we've seen him at times where he's really good. Like he is really good uh, stout wise. Yeah. Like my biggest thing on him, like I don't understand the hate everyone's like oh we need three new linemen that that's just so hard to do to replace the, i mean i know the vikings did it what just two years ago mm-hmm. last year they didn't do it last year but it's, like trash it's, but yeah. it's really hard to do mm-hmm. replace a left tackle a right tackle and a right guard mm-hmm. come on and dotson's under contract mm-hmm. why are you even discussing that hold him mm-hmm. he's not bad Don, same thing with donovan smith he's not bad 
there were times in the beginning of the year when everyone's like, holy crap, the offensive line is playing awesome. And then a couple of games go by where he, James holding on the ball, Fitzpatrick's holding on to the ball. Teams are getting used to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you hold on to the ball too long, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, you get beat. So, and it's, it's not like the guys on the other side of the, the ball are bad. I mean, they're damn good. And they're, they're paid to beat the left tackle, right tackle as well. But, I mean, yes, he gets beat by speed at times. But he is serviceable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's Anthony Collins out there. Okay? <laughs> guys, remember him? Yeah. So, and yeah, people blame Jason Light for that. But Donovan Smith has had times where he's done really, really well against high-quality players like Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. He, yes, he got beat by him sometimes, but he's not getting beat nonstop. He's not getting hosed on every play. Right. Von Miller, same thing. So it's, I mean, they just give him some leeway. And then one more contract, Ryan Jensen. So he's making 10.5. Yeah. So th- those are two really big, I know I left tackle, shit, <laughs> on open market. Yeah. You you may be right about that 12 to 14. Yeah, it's it's going to probably be somewhere in that range. I mean, I'm hoping if they can get him for less, that's great. I mean, if he, if, uh, you know, he feels like the money's there and the contract's good, then... You know, that'd be awesome. And then maybe you restructure his deal down the road. You know, the Bucks could always, they could always pull something off like that where, you know, hey, you take less here. We're going to reward you after a great 2019 season. Maybe they do it that way. But then you kind of set a uh, precedent for future players, and you really don't want to do that. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I think with the Bucks needing to win this year, I think they're going to bring back the best people they can bring back as far as players and, and try to get – you know, a stable offensive line. And Donovan Smith is definitely stable as far as his uh, durability and being able to play a a, a very tough position. It's one of the hardest positions to play, and he does a pretty good job at it uh, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I see him as serviceable if you Mm -hmm. have an offense that's run to like a system that's not just throw the ball deep every play and just wait Mm -hmm. five seconds. It'll, it'll, he'll do better. Yeah. If, he, if he knows what the play is going to be and he knows what, how much time he's going to have to be able to block and not just sit there and be like, hope, hope mm-hmm. to God, yeah. like he'll do better. Mm-hmm. So I may not be the biggest fan of him, but I'm not going to be his biggest critic. Mm-hmm. He's I'm in the middle. I'm kind of – he is what he is. He's, he's a serviceable, okay left tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like the – I mean, like I gave the – the example of the the Patriots and their left tackles before we started. I mean, they didn't sign back Staley, right? We're just, no, not Staley. He was the big 6'8 guy out of Colorado. Was, uh, Nate Soldier. Nate Soldier. Yeah. They didn't sign him back, went to the Giants. Mm-hmm. What do they have? They have a guy they got from San Francisco and Trent Brown. Yeah, they traded Guess him. what? Yeah. He's not going to sign back either. Then they guess what? They have after him the win guy from yeah, Georgia. Isaiah Wynn. So they just, they yeah. just do it smart. Mm-hmm. They know that they don't want to pay that much damn money, but they'll get someone that's serviceable. And guess what? Their offensive system is quick. Get it out. Mm-hmm. Don't make these guys have to block for so long because these guys coming after you are damn good too. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, let's I mean, hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to sum this up, I'll put it like this. I mean, Bucks need to win now. Uh, Donovan Smith is, like Mark said, a very serviceable left tackle. Uh, you're not going to find much better on the open market. Uh, it's going to be hard in the draft to find a, a left tackle that can start immediately. I mean, there are some options, but do you want to put – you know, a season that you have to win now on a rookie left tackle and having problems down the road, you don't want to take that chance. So, you know, I think he's going to be back. I've kind of accepted it that he'll be back in a Bucks uniform, and that's how we got to 
got to look at it. And plus, now you can focus on other needs and really shore up your right guard spot, that right side of the line. And, and that's really the big that's the big uh, issue, Rickle. right? Yeah, that's the big issue right now off that's the line. Yeah, I mean, everyone is unified in knowing right guard is a massive hole mm-hmm. in our offensive line. Yeah. And, yeah, and all be all, Thomas Smith is a better option to win now. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And then looking forward to the, the only other news of free agencies tied to us already, mm-hmm. Matt Bryant. Yeah. Right? We, we need a kicker. There's a guy that has a house here. He's been here before. Mm-hmm. He got shunned away by our old management and old coaching staff. Yeah. And we have his special teams coordinator. Right. So there's so many eyes and fingers pointing towards here. Yeah. Why not, I, right? Why not? Yeah, I think it's a good match. I mean, he's already come out and say that it's going to be a real option. He talked about, you know, having a home here, like Mark said. So there's a lot of things that it just makes sense. It ties it in. I mean, it's kind of similar to the Tyron Matthew, which is another possible target. But I look at it this way. I think Matt Bryant will probably be one of our first signings once free agency opens. I look at that to get done. I'd be surprised if it didn't. Um, and then you look at Tyron Matthew being another guy that I could see us signing right away. Yeah, and then let me give you some numbers. Matt Bryant was 20 of 21 yeah. of his kicks last year. Consistency. And he's an old man, okay, <laughs> but he's making his kicks. And then 33 of 35 and point after attempts. That, it, those are pretty good numbers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every Bucks fan would be in all of those numbers right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and then you said it earlier about you'd probably still sign back Santos. Yeah, I think that would be a good option just to have a backup just in case Matt Bryant's age or injuries pop up, you know, before the season starts. But like I said earlier with Donovan Smith, it's the same thing. This team needs to win in 2019. You get the best possible options that will help you do that. And Matt Bryant is consistent as any of them out there. So uh, he's been one of the best kickers right up there with Vinatieri, Gostowski, all those good names, Robbie Gold. Uh, He's right there. Uh, Well, there's only one question so far right now, so mm-hmm. I'll start with the question before we go into the next topic. Okay. This is Justin at Justin Hood 101. They asked, what kind of defense are we going to be running? It matters. It will affect everything we do from players we resign, free agency, and the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Justin, I would recommend listening to our last episode, uh, episode 44 with Jess uh, Root. Uh, great stuff. I mean, he had a lot of insight as far as what this defense is going to be about. But I would say it's going to be a 3-4 attacking style defense. Uh, one gap, uh, get up the field, and try to make havoc on the backfield and try to force turnovers. You're going to have corners that are going to play man coverage, play press a lot. Um, your safeties are going to be kind of interchangeable where they can move around. And you'll have some options where you can play based off of mismatches. So, you know, the main thing is they're, they're going to want to stop the run first, but they're going to be attacking on their way to the quarterback um, and really disguising their blitzes. And that's the great thing about Todd Bowles' defense. He knows how to generate pressure without having a great edge rusher or pass rusher in his scheme. But the good news is we have some good pass rushers, obviously with JPP and, and Nassip and even Vita Vea. Yeah, and then, yeah, you're thinking, okay, we're 4-3 right now, though. And I know that they said in their – News conferences that okay, well, we're, it doesn't matter. We're four, yeah, three, three, just four all the players. The time. Yeah, but I mean, based off of what Jess was saying, yeah, Top Bowls did play four, three, and in, in the Eagles. Mm-hmm. It just looks like okay. Even look at the Vinnie Curry cutting. Yeah, he was a a typical four, three defensive end, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, we don't need it. It may have been just the injury, but 
I mean, he's a typical 4-3 in, edge rusher. Mm-hmm. They want bigger guys on the line mm-hmm. that can hold up and stop the run, and the linebackers are the rushers. Yeah. So, I mean, that that could be a beginning. Yeah. And the thing is, if we do really release Gerald McCoy or trade him, that's when you really know we are going 3-4. Because like, no, not even the players know, because they haven't really even come in and gone over any of the playbook yet. So we can only go off of what people who have covered this coaching staff can tell us. And if that's what it's going to be, it's what it's going to be. I mean, I'm waiting for that McCoy move before I'm really saying, okay, we're going all in on that 3-4. But point blank, that's what it's going to look like pretty much. Yeah, and, you know, back to, you know, we're going to do what the players do best. I think that's true, but you look at this roster, I think the coaching staff looked at the roster and they see, hey, we have the pieces to run a 3-4. We have the guys that can do it. Uh, And I think, you know, they're probably thinking, hey, if we play a 3-4 type of style, we want to play man press on the outside. That's what our corners do best. I think that, you know, it's a perfect fit. And then you have your safeties that are aggressive already that like to blitz and like to get up to the line of scrimmage. It makes a lot of sense to, to switch to that kind of defense, and I think that's what you're going to see. And then, you know, as far as personnel being added, yeah, they're going to get guys. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of turnover. There's going to be a reshaping of this roster. I put a tweet out today talking about that. I was like, there's going to be a reconfiguration of this roster because it needs to be more balanced uh, throughout as far as what you have. And that goes into everything from financial to to depth chart to everything as far as positional-wise. It's going to be changed, and, and hopefully for the better. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we all want to get better. Mm-hmm. It's just it's turnover with guys that you know. Obviously, the coaching staff, there was not one guy held. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he knows these guys, knows they're going to coach well. He's probably going to do something similar to the the players. Right. So that's that's all we can see and sum up of what what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, so the only other news after that was the Jameis Winston yeah. drama, and then him talking, people spinning what he says to be what the hell they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Which it's so sad. It's like why the heck does he get so much bad rap still? Yeah, okay. Well, it's it's kind of warranted because of the stuff he's been in, but yeah. no, it's just constant stuff like. Um, him saying about, oh, actually, let me play it for you. This is him because someone asked, oh, how does it feel to actually have a coach be trust in you and actually be the behind you the whole whole way? And this was his response. And trust you like that. How does that feel? Man, it's a blessing, man. I, this is one of the first times I've had in, in four years, really. You know, so I'm really blessed to, to be with, with with him and his who he brought, his coaches that he going to have with us, man. We ready to get rocking and rolling. Yeah, I mean, this is – we all know Cutter wanted Mariota, right? Yeah, yeah. And Lovey was like, no, we're going to get Winston. So – and then people say, oh, he's bashing Cutter, saying, oh, this is finally a guy that believes in him. Mm-hmm. Well, Cutter used to say, oh, we don't have a guy that knows how to throw a deep ball. That's a total bash mm-hmm. on Jameis. Like, mm-hmm. and if you know he can't do it, why are you forcing him to do it? Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah, exactly. So, is it bad coaching or is it you just don't have the right player? Well, don't fit the the round peg into the square hole. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what Jameis said there, I think that's spot on. It's you know that's what he's going to be getting. He's going to get a lot of confidence from BA. BA is completely all in on Jameis Winston, and you, he's seen that from all the interviews that he's done so far. And he loves the guy. I mean, BA shows that he has total confidence in Jameis, and that's something you need between the coach and the quarterback. And it just seemed like that relationship was never there uh, between him and Dirk Cutter. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, Jameis, I think it, you can see it in all the things that Jameis has shown so far this offseason, his interviews. Um, he's going to be he's going to be spot on. Uh, he's going to be ready to roll. I mean, you can just see the confidence growing. Yeah, I mean, he just needed someone that's going to back him and a guy that's going to have that's not going to have. It's going to fit into what the player is that Jameis Winston is. Mm-hmm. And Cutter just wanted one thing, and it wasn't what Winston was. Yeah. Maybe it was what Mariota was. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a whole long list and a lot of Winston like clips that I want to get to. Mm-hmm. So the first one here is just Winston describing what he needs to do to be a better player and what probably he's talked with B.A. about just to diminish some of these mistakes so that we can actually win games and not be the reasoning of Winston being the reasoning. It's more yeah. the whole team. Yeah, exactly. How do you get to where you need to get? Uh, by actions. Um, I, I think I developed a mentality where I'm, I'm, I'm from, you know, t- making those rash decisions with the football. And I'm just playing more of a game where I'm doing whatever it takes to win the game, but making sure that I'm not the reason that our team loses the game. Mm-hmm. So I think the more I can give our team an opportunity to win and, uh, and not be the one to, to mess it up for our team, I, I think we're going to be in a good situation. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's spot on. Um, I mean, and that's what he did over the last, you know, the last couple of games there in the second half of last season. He was just doing what he needed to do to win games and putting his team in best position. And I think that's what he's going to do going forward. And I think B.A. is going to just magnify that and make sure that it's always on schedule. Yeah, I mean, yes, he was asked questions in this interview about his off the field stuff and all that. He he knows the perception that everyone has of him. And that's why these big internet outlets and media people are just saying all these bad things because they, they expect him just to be crap, pretty much. And it, it's almost like he's in the worst spot, the worst time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And you listen to him in this interview, and he's literally, he talks mature. He talks serious and sincere in mm-hmm. wanting to fix all these issues and saying that, no, I am a good guy. Like, I'm not this ass that everyone makes me out to be mm-hmm. and it's it's all warranted though i mean because you get in, in college you get a rape case against you mm-hmm. they get you get acquitted of now you get the damn uber yeah. situation yep. the cra- the crab legs <laughs> um i had crab legs for valentine's day oh, they're damn good there you go but the crab legs and then the the <laughs> bleeper right in the pussy <laughs> oh yeah. crap <laughs> yeah but like you had that yeah like just stuff like that and it's like come on but he was a kid then mm-hmm. and now it's like Come on, mature up. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that Cardinals incident was his, what, rookie year? Mm-hmm. So it's it's time. He, he talked about him having a kid. He's about to marry his fiance, mm-hmm. lifelong, or high school sweetheart, all that. That's all good and, mm-hmm. good and right. But yeah. the thing is, everyone sees the perception of you. Mm-hmm. That is your reality right now until you change it. And then it was just more cool stuff. This is a good clip of him talking about how he's going to be accountable and how he's going to fix things and how people view him. Are you ready to do the right thing all the time? I'm going to do the right thing. But you've had a few? You've had yeah. a few? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Every, everyone, everyone's had that. But I'm, I'm accountable for what, for what, whatever, whatever the, the perceptions about me, I'm accountable for everything. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I own that. I know that perception is reality, and I know that I, I have to change the perception that I have uh, in this, you know, in, in this sports world, in this 
real world. Yeah. But I'm a father of a seven-month-year-old. Congrats. You know, I'm about to get ready to marry my high school sweetheart okay. uh, in a year or two. Okay. It's Man, I'm, I'm a man, more importantly, I'm a man of God, you know. And to chase him every single day, I have to do my <laughs> my work, yeah. my Christ's work, yeah. and live a great life. All right. And it ain't no, it ain't no two peoples. I am a good person, and uh, and, and I mean that when I said that. Right? I said, have I said that before? Yeah. I well, think like Jameis Winston's got a good heart, and I think he's ready to become what we all thought you would be. Thank you. I think you're ready, man. Thank you. And now we got to see it. That guy ended it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we got to see it. Yeah, it's time. It's time for Jameis to be the quarterback, the guy, the the everyone that we thought he was going to be. And I think he's he's shown flashes of it, but now it's time to put it all together and really become that elite quarterback that the Bucks need him to be. And I think he will be that because of his work ethic and what he's doing off the field. I think he's, like you said, Mark, I think he's just maturing. I mean, he's he's a more mature guy. He understands what he has to do. And uh, I think it's going to be good things. Yeah, and it's we got to see it. Mm-hmm. He may have listed all that stuff out. I want to think that it's going to happen. Yeah. But the thing is, the guy said it exactly right. You can say you're doing all these things right. But if we're not seeing it, yeah. and you're not putting it on the field, you're not putting it in the out, off the field as well, right. then it's not the reality because and, you're always in trouble. So yeah, and that and that goes back to what I said earlier about being this is a very important year for the Bucks as a franchise. I mean, you're going into 2019. Jameis is on a contract year. He has to play well. He has to get wins. I mean, he's his future is on the line here. Same thing with we can even go into Jason Light. I mean, his his this is all in. I mean, everybody's all in in 2019 and. We got to see the results. It's time. It's time to start winning. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's at least get to the playoffs or have a winning record. Yeah. For you, shit's sake. You got to you got to start showing consistency and starting to sh- trend that ship upwards and and going in the right direction. And this is this is a funny little clip. So this is so remember Pro Football Talk was talking about how um, Jameis bashing everyone and oh uh, bashed Cutter and mm-hmm. he's going to do the same thing to Bruce Arians. Is it because of that one quote of him saying that B.A. trusts in him and believes in him, and he hasn't felt that in four years. Well, guess what? It, it feels good to have someone have your back. Mm-hmm. Maybe Cutter didn't do that all the time, right. and now he's actually getting that. Mm-hmm. So, But this is funny that they say he bashes people. This is Jameis Winston talking about Deshaun Jackson, who they probably don't have the best relationship because – D-Jax wants the ball, and he's not getting it. Not the way Ryan Fitzpatrick like. We all saw that D-Jax liked Fitzpatrick way more. Mm-hmm. We don't know if D-Jax is coming back or if we're going to cut him. But this was Winston when asked about Deshaun Jackson, what he thinks of him. Mm-hmm. I think as a, as a player like myself, I breed hard work. I have to build a chemistry with my receivers. Okay. And players like Deshaun Jackson, he just – he was born – one of the greatest players to ever play this game. You know what I'm saying? So he just wants to show up and do his thing. He's a veteran. And, okay. He's a, and he deserves to do that. Okay. But I had to adjust to him. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's tough to adjust to people, special players like that. When you have superstars on your team, it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And I know every every little bit of frustration that Deshaun has, that Deshaun has uh, displayed with me, I respect him fully percent because Deshaun going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you have guys like – when you're able to connect with everybody else besides Deshaun, yeah. you know, there's a problem there. And I think that problem's with me, not with huh? Deshaun, because he's, a, he's, an, he's an incredible player. Again, mm-hmm. is he blaming Deshaun? He just literally said, no, it's with me. Yeah. And the, the guy in the interview is like, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. But it, that's the type of guy he is. But everyone mm-hmm. puts him out to be this bad guy. Right. 
when he's always the one saying it's his fault. Mm-hmm. It's his fault he threw the pick. It's his fault the pass rusher got in. Yeah. It's his it's his fault always. Yeah. He's always took the blame. Mm-hmm. Every interview he's ever done, it's always been on him. He never points a finger. He wasn't pointing the finger at Cutter then, okay? Mm. So or at DJX at all. Right. It's always at him. Mm. He he knows he's the guy that needs to be the guy. Mm. And I love that about Winston. Yeah, no, I mean, he is he's the quarterback. I mean, that's how he is. I mean, he's going to take full responsibility for his team. It's and frankly, it is his team. I mean, it's his responsibility to make sure this team is on the right track and he does a great job of not, you know, like Mark said pointing the finger and he takes full responsibility. He's always accountable. Um, and that's a great thing to have in your quarterback. And I like how you said, you know, BA is going to design ways to get, you know, I don't think Deshaun's going to be here, but whoever we have the ball better, you know, underneath, we don't have to go deep all the time. I liked. I oh, liked, I got that for uh, you. One like, second. This is exactly what Mike's saying right here. Ever see he wants the ball, and I, and I, and I haven't been doing a, an effective job feeding him. And I think there's different ways that we can feed him better. Mm-hmm. And I think Bruce, I think uh, B.A. is going to add that to our offense for us to give him the ball in different ways so it doesn't have to be down the field yeah. all the time. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know, that's 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 cool to hear. And, and Jameis knows, like, I think he sees the weaknesses of this team and he understands where he has to get better and also where the team has to get better. And it should be a good match for him. And BA, I think that relationship's just going to be on point. But also, uh, BA is going to make sure Jameis is, you know, being being what he's supposed to do, and that's be the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that may have been a little poke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a jab, but a poke. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, everyone just, everyone can see it. Yeah, it was yeah. everything was just either just downfield mm-hmm. or deep post. That was about it. I mean, maybe yeah. it was Djax only wanting to do that. But I mean, you got to utilize your guys with their best abilities. Mm-hmm. And if deep's the only thing he's got, then we don't need just a deep ball player. Right. Like Jess said in other podcasts, JJ Nelson was just a deep ball. Mm-hmm. We can get a lot cheaper than ten million, eleven million dollars. Yeah, to go just straight line down the field. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's my two cents. <laughs> and then, quick little thing of Winston, just wanting to win. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. We can do this uh, as a buck, and I know. I mean, it's, it's a lot of talk out there, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm ready to be ready for it to be by action. Yeah, man. You're tired. You're, you're tired of talking. You I'm, tired of losing, bro. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing. I've never set. been a loser in my life yeah. ever. Yeah, not here. You yeah. know, and, and it's and it's tiring. It's time to get some wins. Yeah, it's time to change. I mean, we. I just spoke about it. I mean, 2019 is a huge year for this franchise. It's time to be about that action. Like like Jameis said, it's time to win games. You know, there is no more putting others before the team. It's about everyone buying in and doing what is necessary to win games. You know, it's not about uh, Pro Bowls. It's not about stats. It's not about any of this thing. Uh, it's about Ws, and that's what matters in this league. Um, you know. Like, like to phrase uh, Dirk Cutter, um, he actually this was one of his better quotes. But <laughs> anything that any anything people give a shit about in this league is W's. I mean, that's what it matters. I mean, <laughs> W's is is where it starts. So you have to win. It's true. Yeah, winners win. Yeah, and Winston is a winner. So yeah, put it together. But mm-hmm. this is him. What you were talking about that we need to be a team. Mm-hmm. You know, America's greatest game, football. It's all about teamwork. Yeah. makes the dream work and as long as you got people in there that's all about family and not about themselves not just selfish individuals worrying about uh you know long as i have me a job if i get fired i'm gonna do i'm gonna make sure i have me a job yeah it, it, it gotta be man we in this together if i'm not here then he's not here 
What's funny with that quote, it's like, selfish, mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson, with the quote of him saying, oh, I got to get my job. Mm-hmm. That was a Dotson quote. Dotson there. too, yeah. Dotson said that, I remember last year when they oh, were yeah. like, are you worried about Cutter's job? I was like, I don't worry about Cutter's job, I'm worried about my own. Yeah. And I'm going to put it on tape, I, I'm going to get my job. I was like, mm-hmm. ooh. <laughs> that, when he said that, I was like, that's the first person I thought mm-hmm. of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's something that they need to evaluate. I'm sure BA's already been doing it as far as evaluating the roster, and he's trying to find out, you know, who's who's bought into this organization, who's really committed to winning, um, and that's something that they have to figure out and really cut the dead weight. Um, I've talked about this before, and that's why I think, you know, I think Jeremy McCoy is going to be gone. I don't expect him to be on the roster. Uh, I told Mark this. I was like, you just can't have that losing mentality on your team. You can't have guys that accept losing um, in the locker room. And, you know, B.A. talked about it when he was at the Lightning game. He's like, I start with accountability, and I have to build that throughout the whole organization. And it starts with the players in the locker room, and they have to accept that and making sure they're doing their job every day. And with Jeremy McCoy, I told I told you this. I was like, he just accepts losing like it's candy, and you can't do that. You can't accept losing and just make it so easy. You like you can't. You got to rise above and say, no, this is enough. We got to win. You know, you can't. You can't have that losing mentality, and and it's unfortunate because he's a hell of a player. But I mean, he just he hasn't been that guy where. He can ch- make change, if that makes sense. Like, there's just nothing there as far as bringing on the culture of saying enough is enough. No, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. It's And that people are going to say it's just his personality. Well, Derek Brooks' personality was quiet, laid back, but he still didn't want to lose. Right. Him and Sap were like best friends, and Sap was the loud, annoying one. Mm-hmm. And Dee Brooks was just quiet and just, no, we're going to get this shit done. Yeah. And I'm not going to lose. Those were the two ringleaders, mm-hmm. and they could have been two more opposites. And guess what? Sap knew that Brooks didn't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Dungey didn't want to lose. He was quite a shit. Yeah. And they always wanted, but then he just couldn't get him over the hurdle. Mm-hmm. He didn't need Gruden just to be a rah-rah, but he did do it. Right. It's, uh, and and it's not really, it's, it's, not, it's not really about talking or anything no. of that nature. It's just body language and, and being that guy and, and, and just not accepting what, what's going on like you you have the ability to make change you need to go out there and do it like tell these guys you know this is what we have to do like but it just it just hasn't taken place and and personally i mean he's getting up there in age he's 31 13 million per year uh once that quick get off goes away he's i mean let's face it he's an average player because that's what he wins with he wins with his get off and once that's gone and that could be gone this year and then now you're stuck with a below average player i mean you got to you got to move on. You got to take the steps before you know that stuff happens. That's what the Patriots do. Yep. Well, you know what's funny when you said that once the step's gone, that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. What was it was a, a top 100 players when Jared McCoy was in it. Who was that defensive tackle on the on the Packers that said all he has is one move mm-hmm. and he just does it over and over. Yeah. And until people stop that, he's going to keep doing it. Yeah. Literally his one move is just shooting a gap fast, mm-hmm. quick. So you're right. Once that yeah. quickness and that gap hitting ability is gone. And now we're mm-hmm. looking like we're going to be doing a three, four where that one quick yeah. gap, it's not three technique no more. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's time to stop overvaluing, overvaluing certain guys like, you know, and I know they're, you know, I know he's a fan favorite and, you know, same thing with Adam Humphreys who we're probably going to lose to free agency, unfortunately, 
but we have to make moves that are best for this team. It has to be, it can't be about a personal feeling. It can't be about emotions. You have to be decisive in what you want to do as far as the team. And you have to make the best decisions for your team in order to win games. And that's what it has to be going forward. And I think Jason light even admit that in his press conference that he had um, after the season, he's like, I have to be better. And it's true. He's got to be better as far as, you know, what he's doing and what this process of the team and how to build the team in order to win games. And that starts with, you know, cutting guys that it's just time to move on from. Yeah, you wanted to talk about that too. Yeah, Jason Jason Light. Yeah, I mean, there was articles from uh, Michael Lombardi, who I think is just a guy that really just wants to be back in the NFL again, and he's got some sour grapes there, and and really just like talking about other GMs that he thinks should be fired, and and he he talked about Jason Light, and he's like, how does he have a job and all of this, and twenty seven and fifty three brought up the record and. There just wasn't really any context there. And and I, I brought up this point, and I was like, you look at Jason Light, okay? Jason Light's job is to get players, right? To get the best roster he can possibly get for this team to be successful um, for many years. You know, he has to have one eye on today, and he has to have three, you know, looking down the road three years ahead, you know, mm-hmm. as far as the future. And I look at it, you know, you have to be able to put a roster together in the right way, but if you're doing that and you're, you have a coaching staff on board, your coaching staff has to agree or be at least on the same page as far as what you're asking for, you know, coaches ask for certain players. Jason light went out and got those players. You know, he didn't want Deshaun Jackson. That was a Dirk cutter guy. Dirk cutter wanted Deshaun because he thought it was a best fit for his offense to go down the field, right? Vertical offense. It makes sense. Okay. Okay. So, you know, he's asking for these players. Rojo is another example. I think he wanted Rojo. He wanted more speed in the backfield because he talks about explosive plays all the time. So I'm just saying, if you're getting these guys, same thing with Lovey Smith. Like Lovey Smith in his first two years. Oh, yeah. He, the Michael free agent, Johnson, the Anthony free, Collins. yeah, the free agents that he went after, those were Lovey Smith decisions. And like, okay, you're getting guys for the coaches. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get certain skill sets for the coaches so they can work them and how you see it. Um, and you, and let's say they agree on a player and Jason light says, okay, I expect him to be used like this or use this certain way. And then once the coaching staff gets that player, they turn their back on Jason Light and say, Oh no, we're going to use them this way and use them a different way and stuff like that. And that's what I saw from a disconnect from players being brought in and what you had on the current roster and, that that that's something there and you could say oh jason light needs to be more accountable okay he needs to get rid of the coaches then if that's the problem you know you could fire him you're you're the boss of them pretty much um so yeah i mean it could go that way too but i just think you got to have that marriage between coaching staff and gm and if the coaching staff is asking you to get certain groceries and then you're asking the gm to cook them as well i mean that doesn't that doesn't go well. I mean, you got to have coaches coach up these guys, and if they're not being used the right way, then you get five and eleven seasons <laughs> consecutive. <laughs> yeah, and I know that was a lot in there. I I, I kind of rambled on, but the main thing but is it's all truth. Yeah, the main thing is if you're asking your GM to go get these guys, and then you're not using them the right way. I mean, what do you expect? And I think that's where you got some problems there, and I think that's why they finally moved on. I think it was that, and also you have these these analysts and people saying, oh, this guy should be shot fired. 
there wasn't enough talent on the team. Right. Did you look at the team? Mm. Did you actually look at the roster and see what the hell we had? Yeah. Is it because we didn't have enough pro bowlers? Right. Because Mike Evans is a beast. Mm. O.J. Howard is a beast. Chris Godwin is a beast in the making. Adam Humphreys, everyone's going to want once free agency bell rings. Mm. I mean, Peyton Barber is not a piece of crap. Right. Brojo just didn't use be wasn't used correctly. Mm-hmm. Our defense, Levante David, everyone knows Levante David. Mm-hmm. Joe McCoy, everyone loves more than we love McCoy. <laughs> JPP, nasty. This man went out and got him. Yeah. Carl Nassib, he picked him up off the street. Justin Evans isn't using being used correctly. He got hurt, but still, good player. Mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead had a good rookie season. Vita Vea. Vita Vea. Yeah. Traded down. Everyone's all oh, a stupid pick. <laughs> There's sprinkled of everything of Jason Light on this roster mm. that aren't being used correctly. And when they are actually used or what the heck they're supposed to do, look out. Yeah. And they're, they're like, oh, I don't see anything. Mm-hmm. I don't. Did you actually look? Yeah. Or are you just being blindly saying, oh, I see the proof is in the pudding mm. and that's it. Well, maybe they just weren't coached correctly. You got to look at it as a whole, not just. Yeah. Oh, this one guy didn't do his job, so everything's yeah. shitty. And instead, they nitpick. They look at the 2014 draft. They nitpick the 2016 draft. They're saying, "Oh, VH3 is not, you know, he's not worth a first round pick." Uh, you had the Robert Aguayo uh, didn't pan out. Noah Spence is kind of struggling. He's in between of what. But then again, this coaching staff ruined his career so far. Like they didn't know what to do with him, and they made him gain weight when he shouldn't, and then you know drop weight. And you, you just got to look at the context. Like there was just no context in what they were trying to present as far as the article. And then we had a Philly guy talk about Jason Light. And he's like, he's drafted, uh, I think it was four times in the top 10 or top 12. And two of them have been terrible. I'm like, what are you doing? They haven't even played third year or second year yet. Like you have to let these guys play before you truly know what you have in them. Again, yeah, and then it's drafting talent is the talent being used correctly. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line. Yeah. And like you said, if there's not a perfect marriage between GM and coach, right. you ain't going to have it. Yeah. You can have, let's see, uh, Peyton Manning in a, an offense that's mm-hmm. just shit. Mm-hmm. And the coach is saying, no, don't do not do it the way you want to do it. Even though everywhere Manning went, it was his offense. Yeah. Just do it my way. Cutter saying, no, just throw a deep ball. Throw a deep ball. I don't want you hitting that, the scat back. Don't do it. Yeah. Plus we had I mean, the just, come on. Plus we had the worst defensive coordinator and probably all of history and Mike Smith who just was outdated, wasn't up to the, the times and uh but anyway, I mean, I could rant on for days, but Jason Light is here. He is our GM. Let's let's focus on now. Let's focus on he even said it, he's got to be better. So let's see what he does. Let's give him an opportunity to make this team better in 2019 knowing that his ass is on the line. I mean, he's got to get it done. And I think he's going to do everything in his power to put the best team forward. And now he's got the coaches back. Like, he knows this coaching staff in and out. He's friends with Bruce Arians. I think it's going to be a good match. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, I felt your passion on that. I'll be 100% <laughs> honest on that. It got me a little worked up. Well, I mean, it's good. You want yeah. to feel that. I yeah. mean, that's the passion you have for the Bucks overall, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, any other points you wanted to hit on? No, I'm I'm just I'm ready. I mean, I think all Bucks Nation is ready to see what kind of direction. There's a lot of directions this team can take, and I think we kind of have a sort of idea of where they're going to go. Uh, I think we understand what kind of schemes are going to be imp- implemented, and, and you know how we're going to use the offense, and uh, just ready to see what happens as far as you know free agency and draft and 
really get into. I'm excited for the combine, even though I'm going to miss it. I'll be out in the, the keys, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll have it recorded, um, and we'll be sure we have you guys covered as far as that goes. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm just I'm excited. And one last question, actually. One final one made it. All right. It's Tommy at All Hands Galley. He says, Devin White or Quinn Williams at five, if there. Oh, <laughs> Well, I think Quinn and Williams is an obvious choice if he's there. I think that's, I mean, he's been, uh, he's been renounced as the top guy or one of the top guys. Um, yeah, I think Quinn and Williams is an easy selection. He pit, he fits any system. You can put him in a three four four three. Uh, I think that's an easy choice for me. But then again, Devin White. I mean, the strengths the strength in this defense is the linebackers. So, I mean, can't go wrong with either one. Well, but like you said, though, like. I think Quinn Williams. No, I mean Quinn Williams. Obviously, I think he's going to go over. I think yeah. he's going to be either. Yeah. Probably two. Two. Yeah. One or two that everyone keeps saying, and he's just he is that good of a player. His mm-hmm. get off is what McCoy's was back in the day, mm-hmm. and he's got some good technique. Very good aggressive hands, mm-hmm. fast fast hands. It just he has a lot. He has he has a lot of good mm-hmm. traits that you want at your defensive tackle. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to make it. If he was there, yeah, obvious pick. Yeah. Devin White. We were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I would trade down. Mm-hmm. If I'm, I wouldn't take him number five. Right. I would trade down, try and trade down, get some picks, then pick him because I don't think linebackers going to go top five. Right. Just, just saying. But I mean, the draft is a little ways away. We still got to get the combine, mm-hmm. have all those rumors and everything coming out. Yep. And then we'll make our decision. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're looking at a lot of guys, and there's a lot of scenarios, a lot of. Fun things to go through. Yeah, yeah. And once we get to April, I mean, the decision is going to be pretty easy. I think we'll be able to really pinpoint a couple of guys who we think it's going to be, and I think that will help us out going forward. And with that said, I mean, that's, let's end it here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, thank you guys for following us. Be sure to like and comment and, and share the podcast. Be sure to write reviews for um, iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play. Uh, we appreciate it, fellas, and uh, – As always, go Bucks and have a great weekend.